Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week on Do Your Part. We are very honored and blessed to have an incredible guest with us. He is a author, a the president of the Covenant Group, and an absolute inspiration to all entrepreneurs. He has been incredibly successful. I'm not doing him justice with this with this uh, introduction, but we are blessed and honored to have Mr. Norm Trainer on with us today. Norm, how are you, sir? Very well, Lee, and thank you for having me and uh, for your very generous comments with regard to my background and experience. Oh, no, the pleasure really is all ours. And uh, again, just thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share with our listeners and, and hopefully, you know, be able to really push them along in their careers and take the, the knowledge you're going to share today and, and implement it into their businesses. Glad to do it. Perfect, Norm. So, um, again, thank you so much for joining us. And um, leading up to uh, to today's call, you know, we, we were just uh, doing our background. And um, I noticed, uh, you know, with your career, you've, you've focused a lot with supporting entrepreneurs and, and really focusing in on the high performers, whether they're sales f- folks or they're actually founders. And you've been doing it for such a long time. And, and one of the things that just a question that just popped in my head was, what do you see has changed over the last 25 years, you know, with entrepreneurs? And I feel like maybe a long time ago, obviously I wasn't there to see it, but there seemed to be a lot more roadblocks and, and, and dif- more difficult for people to become an entrepreneur where today, you know, you're going through LinkedIn and majority of the, you know, profiles would be founders, entrepreneurs. Um, what have you seen in your experience with working in that field, you know, that, that has really changed and, and opened up the, the floodgates a little bit? It's a great question. Uh, Over the last 25 years, we've worked with over 35,000 entrepreneurs. And in our work, uh, we identify the best practices that differentiate the highest performing entrepreneurs. There's two parts to success uh, in anything that, that we do, Lee. One is art and the other is science. So people often ask us at the Covenant Group, what differentiates your coaching and and education from that of other coaches? Because one of the things that we're experiencing in North America is that one of the fastest growing professions is coaching. You have life coaches, you have personal trainers, you have uh, business coaches, uh, you have coaches that specialize in different aspects of of business and, and the life cycle that we all go through. And, uh, and, and it, in our response to that question, we say that that um, the, the first thing that, that we often experience when we're working with a coach is that a, coach, a successful coach is a craftsperson. And craft is art grounded in experience. And art is the application of creativity and intelligence. So what a lot of coaches do is they take their experience in business and in life and, and they teach it to others. And that has a great utility. The second aspect, though, is science. And science, as you know, is the measurement of cause and effect relationships in the natural world. And so, so that key aspect of an objective measure of performance is really critical. Engineering is art grounded in science. So to be a successful engineer, for example, an engineer who's designing and responsible for building a bridge not only has to understand the science of of nature, but also 
has to deal with the geography and the topography that, that they experience. So that bridge will be a combination of art and, and science. And we describe our work as design engineering. We're helping entrepreneurs design the business that is right for them. But one of the things that I think um, is really telling about your question, you know, what has changed over the last 25 years, in designing a successful business, predominantly what has changed is that the problems in, in, that entrepreneurs encounter have become more difficult or more challenging. So typically, you experience problems at three levels, simple, complicated, and complex. And simple problems, typically, you address with simple solutions. And, and, and you address it procedurally. And typically, when people start a business, a lot of the problems that they encounter are procedural in nature. Successful businesses are built upon replicable processes. You have to take the time to understand what are the processes that will make your business successful. So one example that I often use at, is in the neighborhood in which I live, uh, there is um, a main street. It's a, it's a small community within Toronto. And uh, that main street in the community, that, as we define it, is about a mile long. And in that mile, there are 15 coffee shops or cafes. There are 12 owner-managed businesses. There are, there are two Starbucks and there's one Tim Hortons, an iconic Canadian brand. And the two Tim Hortons and, or the, sorry, the two Starbucks and the one Tim Hortons generate about 10 times the revenue of the owner-managed businesses. And part of the reason for that is that those organizations invest a tremendous amount of time, energy, creativity, and intelligence in, in managing their, their processes. How do they go to business? So I'll give you an example. I'm a walker. I like to get up early in the morning and walk. And um, uh, my wife likes to sleep in. So I'll often go for a walk early in the morning, maybe on a Saturday or Sunday morning. And the only three locations that are open before seven are the two Starbucks and the one Tim Hortons. And typically uh, in, in those organizations, they open about 5.30. And I know in the, the Starbucks in our neighborhood, because one of our friends, their um, teenage daughter worked there, they used the first hour from 5.30 to 6.30 to train their staff. So uh, our young friend would go there at 5.30, so she had a shift from 5.30 till, till to 2.30, but the first hour was involved in training. It was open, so if I wanted to stop and, and, and get a flat white or a latte, I knew I could get it at Starbucks. I wasn't guaranteed that I would get it at an owner-managed business. And I think what it reflects is the emphasis that organizations like Starbucks put on on the procedural aspect of the business. That's the first level, simple. But the second level is complicated, and complicated is a bit more involved. And, and so, for example, building your brand is more complicated because there's a number of different elements that go into building a, a, a sterling reputation as a business. And, and so you have to address uh, things like um, uh, your, your website, uh, your, your social media presence, how you, you build uh, 
thought leadership digitally. You have to address um, how you and various ways in which you're going to, to uh, go to market and and uh, and, and create a, a dominant position in your market. So in our work, for example, we teach that that over time you need to implement eight robust promotional strategies or marketing initiatives, and you need to apply those in parallel. And since in business and in life, everything starts small, you have to be able to, to lay those out or implement them over a period of time. So creating procedural aspects of your business, you can do in a matter of days or weeks or months. Building a strong brand typically will take one to three years or more. And that's much more complicated. But the third aspect that entrepreneurs face today is increasingly we are dealing with complexity and we're dealing with it at a, a societal level, politically, economically, socially, technologically. So let me give you an example. One of our clients uh, is um, a personal trainer and uh, he's a very bright, uh, capable uh, individual. His name is Marcus Mackay. And Marcus started out uh, after school uh, being a personal trainer for a large organization. And uh, he is passionate about helping clients thrive in life in the body they love. And as a personal trainer, he would typically work with people three hours a week if they were really dedicated. And what he learned was that they would have the other 165 hours, if you excuse the term, to screw things up. <laughs> and so he really began to think about what was, what was the end game that he was looking to achieve with his clients. And it was to help them thrive in life in a body they love. And so he really stepped back and re-engineered his whole approach to what he was doing. You see, here's the interesting thing, Lee, that, that entrepreneurs need to understand. When people ask you what you do, what, the way that people typically respond is with what they do or with a solution they provide. So typically, somebody like Marcus would say, I'm a personal trainer. Well, that doesn't really inspire people necessarily. What you re the way you have to really answer that question is why you do what you do. And when people ask you the question, what do you do, rather than responding with, with an answer, what you want to engage them in, if you're looking for them to become a customer or a client, is a client attraction conversation. And so when people ask Marcus, what does he do? Does, what does he do? He says, I help people thrive in life in a body they love. Now, if somebody said that to you, what would you say? I'd say, I want to thrive in life in the body that I love. <laughs> yeah, I, want to, I want to learn more about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want, you, want to engage in, you want to engage people in the conversation, but I want to come back to this issue of complexity. So, so one of the things that Marcus decided to do is he decided to redesign his business. So he's been a client of ours for a period of time. And, and what he did, what he decided was that he was going to shift from doing personal training three hours a week to coaching his clients, how they, they manage their life 24 seven. 
and he was going to go completely online. And there are four key elements that he focuses on with his clients. The first is mindset, helping his clients develop a mindset around health and wellness and, and see themselves differently. Go from feeling stressed and overtaxed to, to, to feeling confident and confident in their lives and, and feeling that, that they're managing themselves. And the second part of that is training. So as you know, uh, exercise and training are, are very different. So when I go to my club, or when I was going, if things got, got kind of changed with the pandemic, uh, and my personal trainer, I work out at a different level than if I'm going there just to exercise. So training is important. The third is nutrition, how we eat. how we, and, and the fourth is recovery, sleep, the, the, the time in between exercise, because that's when the muscle grows. And so Marcus focuses on mindset training, nutrition, and recovery. And he moved his whole business online, and he charges his clients a monthly fee. Now, when COVID-19 hit, he did not miss a beat. And his, his revenue is up over 30%. And I did a coaching session with him yesterday, and he said to me, Norm, I've already hit our target for new clients. And he's now beginning to build a, an organization under him. Wow. So he took what is complex and made it simple without removing the complexity. So there's two ways in which you deal with complexity. The first is to ask questions. The antidote to complexity is inquiry. You have to ask questions. So Marcus started by asking questions. How do I help my clients thrive in life? Not just simply three hours a week, but throughout the entirety of their week and their life. And then you need simple guidelines. And so what Marcus did was construct simple guidelines around each aspect of how he runs his business. So in our work, we focus on what are the challenges or problems you're facing as an entrepreneur? Simple, complicated, complex. I'll stop there. Well, that's it's really interesting because it seems like they all are so interrelated and something that could be simple can be viewed as complex. And then if you go back to the guidelines, it kind of strips it all down right back to the ethos of what are you doing? So it seemed like Marcus really reorganizes his whole, whole business model once he asks himself these questions. Do you see that happen often with your clients? Not, not without guidance. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so in our work, we focus on five levels of performance and we start from the top and work down and the bottom and work up. So level five is your business model. Your business model addresses the viability of your business, how you create shareholder value, how you create value for yourself as a shareholder in your business and, and how you create a profitable business, your return on equity or your return on investment. Your business model is, is conceptual or abstract. It tends to be at, at a much more complex level of thinking. So we start from the top, your business model, your vision, your mission, your values, your operating principles, the business opportunity. And we work down and from the bottom and work up. The bottom is procedural. As I said earlier, successful businesses are built on replicable processes. Right. And a process is a pattern or methodology that's distinguishable, repeatable, and transferable. And that tends to be simple. However, 
you have to move from familiarity with what you need to do to mastery of what you do. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that takes much more effort. So between level one procedural and level five, your business model, level two is a focus on quality and continuous improvement. The reality in business today and in a large, to a large extent in life is everyone's ratcheting everyone else up the value continuum. If you're not getting better in your business, you are potentially roadkill. So you want to be focused on how do I continuously learn and grow? Level three is systems and and processes. A system is defined as a detailed set of methods, procedures, and routines created to carry out a task, perform a duty, or complete an action. Systems are bundlings of processes. As you build your business, you need to layer in the procedural aspect of your business, the focus on quality and continuous improvement, and systems and processes. So I want to come back to the challenge that that entrepreneurs face that I started with, that in this main street of our neighborhood or our community, there are 15 coffee shops or cafes. There is no owner-managed business of those 12 that have been in business more than 15 years. The, the, The Tim Hortons and the two Starbucks have both been around for at least that time or more. And, and I think that is a, a travesty. I think that's really unfortunate. My preference is to deal with an owner-managed business because those owner-managed businesses typically are made up of people, the, the entrepreneur who lives in the community. And I know when, when, when my children were young and growing up and I was involved in their sports, that if we went to canvas the businesses to sponsor the baseball team or the hockey team or the basketball team or the football team, the owner-managed businesses were the ones that stepped up. The problem is that being an entrepreneur is challenging. In North America, only 23% of businesses survive beyond 10 years. Only 3% survive beyond 40 years. And a large part of that has to do with those first three levels of performance. Because generally speaking, to build a successful and sustainable business, you need people, you need capital, and you need technology. And you have to be willing to invest in all three. And often, unfortunately, entrepreneurs who are starting out on their own are short on, on people capability, uh, capital, and technology. So if you take a Starbucks, for example, they have 23,000 locations. They invest an incredible amount of money in continuously improving their, uh, their processes and their systems capabilities. Level four is where you begin to introduce innovation. Innovation is the application of novelty that works. It's taking what already works and improving it. So when I go to Starbucks, I'm I'm a rather impatient person, so I don't like standing in line. So I I order ahead of time because when I walk in, I want that. uh, And I happen to be a high maintenance (laughs) unit, so I like flat whites. So I want that waiting for me. So you innovate around your products, your services, your markets, your ideas. 
So in our work, we look at all five levels. And the reason I said that we typically engage for at least a year and often three years is it takes one to three years to re-engineer your business in the same way that, that Marcus, in working with his clients, often finds that it takes one to three years for them to get to the point where they're thriving in a body they love, where they feel really good physically, emotionally, intellectually, and they move from from survival to compete to outperform. Wow, that's that's really good insight. And as you were talking, you know, a thought came into my a question came up that I wanted to run by you. You've, like you said, you've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs over the years, and is there a personality trait or a psychological aspect that you will get working with all these entrepreneurs? You can identify when an entrepreneur, you know, has the internal skill sets to be successful versus those that don't, or does that not exist, you know, at an, at, at the individual level? Now, that's a great question. Uh, so I'm going to answer that in two ways. One is, there are four dimensions of effectiveness in a role. Entrepreneurs get paid for results. Employees get paid for effectiveness in a role. If you're an employee and you're not performing, typically people go to, to your manager because your manager's job is to hold you accountable for performing. If you're an entrepreneur, people go to you because they're paying you for results. So first and foremost, entrepreneurs are results driven. And, and, uh, and typically, what that requires is a certain level of motivation. So motivation is an important element. The four dimensions of effectiveness, though, the first one is cognitive capability. Cognitive relates to judgment, reasoning, problem solving. The second is your knowledge and expertise. And we acquire knowledge and expertise over time. The third is personal and relationship skills. Personal relates to your, your self-insight, your self-awareness, your ability to self-manage. It's the, the, the focus and discipline you bring to what you do. And, and, uh, and relational uh, relates to your interpersonal effectiveness, how well you work with people. And then the fourth is motivation. Cognitive capability and motivation are innate. In other words, by the time we're adults, those are pretty much forged. They, they get shaped over time. But generally speaking, knowledge and expertise, personal relationship skills, develop throughout our whole lives. Um, but I want to go back to cognitive capability. When we talk about judgment, reasoning, and problem solving, that ties back to one of the fundamental lessons we've learned about what differentiates high-performing entrepreneurs from the average producer. When you ask a high-performing entrepreneur what makes them successful, they will readily tell you. And often, at, when you observe what, what, they, what makes them so successful, it's not what they tell you. The single most important differentiator between high-performing entrepreneurs and the average is the time frame or the time span within which they think or plan and work. In other words, high performers plan their work and work their plan very differently than the average. 
And that relates to the longest task in which they're involved, building a successful and sustainable business and the way in which they manage short, complex tasks. In other words, entrepreneurs pay more attention when they're doing a task to the before, the during, and the after. But I, I want to come back to, to um, this idea of, of time span or time frame and how it ties in. When I, when I started this business, uh, I was in my, um, my late 20s. And, and I joined, uh, I started with a, a, I started the Canadian operations of a U.S. multinational learning systems company. And uh, they were looking to expand internationally. And uh, so we worked out an agreement where I would, I would build their Canadian brand. And um, I was really excited because that really gave me an opportunity to combine my my vocation and avocation. My primary interest uh, academically was the study of people, psychology. And I saw this work of coaching and helping people develop and, and helping them learn as an opportunity to do what I was passionate about. Because I'd read a book a week about motivation or, or learning or how to get better. And I hired my first coach when I was 26. And that experience was transformative. And so I, I, I went to work for this company, and I was running the Canadian operations, but, Lee, I was working, running it out of my, the den of my home. You know, I was a business of one. And the president of that company was a Harvard MBA, very capable guy. And about six or seven months into my time with him, he called me up and said, Norm, we're having a strategic planning session, and we'd like you to come. And uh, so I was really honored. And so... I put together a five-year strategic plan, and there were eight people attending that meeting. So I prepared eight copies of the, 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 the five-year business plan, and I went to the meeting. It was a two-day meeting. And uh, throughout the two days, we, we talked about strategy and where the business had been, where it was, and where it was going, but there was no formal plan presented. And then I, I was just listening. I was the youngest person in the room and the least experienced, and I certainly had the most to learn. So towards the end, the chairman of the company, who was the founder, said to me, Norm, you've been very quiet. Uh, what are your thoughts? And I said, well, I put together a plan. I'd like to share it with everybody. And he said, sure. So I, I passed out the seven copies, and then I took them through the five-year plan for building the business. And the chairman turned to the president and said, how come Norm has one of these and we don't? <laughs> what was interesting about that was that, that by the end of that five-year period, we were doing more business in Canada than the parent company had been doing worldwide before we started. Now, not everything that, that I laid out in that plan happened sure. because, you know, as you know, Lee, um, planning is really about the analysis of, of scenarios or, or it's really trying to think through what might happen. So we, we describe strategy as the alignment of three elements. What are the outputs or objectives you want to achieve? What are the results? What are the capabilities and resources you have to realize them? And what are the opportunities and challenges the environment provide? So I had put together this plan. So when I put that plan together, I, I, I was a business of one, 
at the end of five years, we were a business of 35 in Canada. Wow. And, and, uh, and we'd grown dramatically. And as I said, not everything happened because it's not about having a plan. It's about having a planning process. You have to be able to be continuously updating. The future, though, does drive the present. And the clearer you are about your future direction, the more likely you are to realize it. Does that answer your question? Oh, man, does it? I'm just so glad that we were able to capture this because I'm going to listen back to this probably five or ten times. And Absolutely. I, I think we have a lot of uh, audience members that will do the same because we have a lot of entrepreneurs who do listen, and I think this is invaluable. Um, it, and just, just to kind of clarify, it does seem like you put a big emphasis on a plan, but being really flexible and being able to kind of grow with the plan. Is that what I'm getting here? Is that is that correct? Yeah, no, no, you're exactly right, Lee. Uh, we, we built our first uh, technology platform for entrepreneurs to enable entrepreneurs to align their strategies and their tactics, planning and implementation in 2005. We invested over $3 million in that initiative. We're now on the fourth iteration of that, and it's called Coach on the Go. And Coach on the Go is a system for entrepreneurs that integrates the five levels of performance, starting with the top, what is your business model and working down, and the bottom, what are the, the processes that you need, the systems and processes, and how do you put them in place and, and continuously improve upon them. So Coach on the Go can be accessed by an entrepreneur on their their mobile phone, their, their iPad, their iMac, their Surface, their computer. It's designed to, to enable them not only to, to have a plan, but also a planning process, and to be able to connect with that daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, so that, that they're continuously adapting and responding as they grow their business. So Marcus, who I talked about earlier, who transformed his business from being a personal trainer working at a gym to having a completely online business has transformed not only his business, but also his life. Right. I, I did a coaching session with him this week and uh, he's decided that he's going to relocate uh, because uh, he wants to live <laughs> similar to you on the West coast. <laughs> and, uh, and he, his business is completely mobile. He can be anywhere in the world. Uh, this summer, he spent most of the summer uh, at his uh, his cottage on the lake, and he did not miss a beat. Um, so, when 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 you have a planning process, you you integrate um, uh, planning and implementation. Let me just close with this one comment. Uh, Dr. Keita Deming is the head of our program in product development. Uh, Keita has a PhD in adult education. He did his uh, undergraduate degree at the University of British Columbia. The University of British Columbia is on the Pacific coast. It's a beautiful campus, and the land upon which the university is built is sacred to the indigenous people of the region. When you go on the UBC campus, there's a building dedicated to the people of that region. And uh, when you go into that log house, one of the first things you see is a totem pole. And the totem pole has four carvings. At the top, a raven, followed by a fox, followed by a raven, followed by a fox. 
The raven in that culture symbolizes wisdom. The fox, curiosity and exploration. And from our perspective, the raven is representative of strategy and the fox execution. And what Very that culture teaches is that you have to shape shift. You have to be continuously moving between the raven and the fox, wisdom, curiosity, and exploration. You have to be continuously shape shifting between your strategy and how you execute. And you have to have a system and, and, a, and a framework to be able to do that. And that's what we provide. That's great. Norm, this is Amir, and I want to thank you again. This has been very informative. Um, and for our audience out there, our listeners, um, when it comes to the Covenant Group, I know in you know coming across different coaching and, and other platforms, some are targeted to companies that are doing $50 million of revenue, and some are targeted towards C-level executives. With the Covenant Group and for our audiences out there, you want to kind of let them know, A, how do they reach out if they're interested in engaging your firm for your services? And do you have a target audience? Is there a niche that you guys focus on? Um, or that would be good information if you could share that. Well, that's very kind of you. Uh, our website is www.covenantgroup.com. If you want to learn even more about our business, we have another website www.mybusinessbuilderacademy.com. On that website, mybusinessbuilderacademy.com, there are case studies, there are videos. I've written or co-authored seven books, over 400 articles. Uh, one of those books is the, the, the Business Builder. You can download free a digital copy of that book, uh, and there's a number of case studies and articles both on our website and um on My Business Builder Academy that you can download. We have a North America-wide toll-free number. It's 1-877-903-3878. And the key contact there is our community manager, John Donnelly. John or one of his team will direct you to someone who can uh, share more if you're interested. Um, so I think, Lee, that's the best way. With regard to your answer, uh, there are three C's that, that comprise our business. The first is coaching. And, and our, we coach entrepreneurs, we coach executives. We work in a number of verticals, financial services, law, accounting, consulting, real estate, and the ecosystems that support it. And we work across a broad spectrum. We do a lot of work in the health field, for example. So Marcus Mackay is a good example as a personal trainer, uh, redefining himself. Uh, we work with, with dentists and, and doctors and medical professionals because they too are, are business owners. Um, uh, but a lot of our work is really around um, helping people rethink and their business. Our tagline is redefining performance because one of the realities of today is that the time or life cycle in which you can operate without having to redefine yourself is much shorter than it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. Wow. I mean, Norm, I just can't thank you enough for your time and your wisdom and sharing this stuff because 
I'm taking notes over here. I, I'm going to take away so much and again, re-listen to it. And I just, I'm so grateful for you taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit down with us and share your wisdom. And I know you're going to, uh, you're going to be getting some inquiries on, on the governing group for sure. Cause this is just too good to pass up. So thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lee. It was a privilege to be with you and, and, uh, take care. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Thank take you very care. much. Noam. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Very, very good stuff there from Mr. Norm Trainer. Blessed to have him on this week and just learned a bunch there. I mean, as a, uh, an entrepreneur myself, um, just some really good keys that I think can get lost in the fray. Um, and also, I, I would really suggest reading uh, Norm's book, The Eight, um, Eight Best Practices for High-Performing Salespeople. He's mastered that and has helped so many further their careers through his advice and practices. And, I, I you know, some of the things that, that really stuck out to me is it takes one to three years to reorganize your business. Right. So this doesn't happen overnight. It's not a sprint. Right. This is a marathon. Building a successful business doesn't happen overnight. And another one that he, that he said that I thought was great. Entrepreneurs get paid for results. Employees get paid for performance. Right. So vast difference there. Um, as an employee, you show up, you do your job, you clock out and you're done. Right. The entrepreneur, it's just it, it's hard to sleep sometimes because. You're so, so focused on, am I going to get the results? Is this a viable business? Can we make it? And that's, you know, it's exciting for some. And if it, if it doesn't excite you and it stresses you out, you're probably not meant to be an entrepreneur long term. Uh, the future drives the present. So make your choices now on what you want to have happen later. That's a big problem that I have because I get so stuck, uh, you know, right now. What, what can I do right now to, to make things better with no real end game in mind? And I think that's where... My big takeaway from this thing is I'm going to go down and really write out a plan and say, where do I want to end up? Start with the end in mind and reverse engineer that thing. Um, and then also just the last one that, that I'll leave you with here is being able to shape shift like he spoke about between strategy and execution. So often we get stuck on one or the other and they, they go hand in hand. So we definitely have to be able to be fluid, work backwards and forwards and, and interchange our roles, you know, as needed because an entrepreneur wears many different hats. And um, so anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope there's some good takeaways you can implement into your business. Whether you're an employee, an entrepreneur, want to be um, an entrepreneur and start your own business, you, you know, reach out to Norm. And uh, he's very gracious with his time and has just world-class advice to give due to his, you know, tenure and his experience in helping others. So, with that in mind, we hope everyone has a wonderful week and do your part and enjoy it. Take care.